Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Hey, Difference Maker. This was a conversation about the 12 driving forces that our guest and I started last year, and we're finally finishing it. (laughs) I am so excited about the talk, and I just appreciate you guys joining in and learning about all the juicy stuff about your personality, even if it's not the Enneagram. I feel like all profiling tools are going to tell you a different angle, a different perspective. And that is why we are doing this series. And I'm so excited about it. So today we are talking with Myra Hall. She is going to tell us about the 12 driving forces. It's part of the personality assessment that she uses in her business. And so I'm super excited to hear from her and have her introduce herself right after the intro. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, creatives, and educators like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective at what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jim P. Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram Fluff Remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make. And have fun doing it. Your personality is your business. So let's get down to business. So, hi, Myra. How are you doing? I am just awesome. I really appreciate you having me here, Jen. I know we have talked about the differences between the profiling systems we use. And my biggest thing is at the end of the day, they're so much alike. It's just approaching it from a different perspective and maybe this way somebody will understand it differently than hearing it on the other way so it's all valuable for sure it's all valuable i don't have to remember what my number is either so there (laughs) (laughs) 
My name is Myra Mo, and I am known that I've been given the moniker, the midlife mentor. And, and, and yeah, and there's a reason for that is I, I'm technically a life coach, but who knows what a life coach really is, right? I mean, you, you say life coach, you think, well, have they done life well? And I can tell you firsthand, I have not done life well. And that's what drew me to the women in midlife because I blew up my midlife. And I lived through it and I didn't have anybody to talk to. And my goal is to be the person that I needed at that time. So I have helped people like save their marriage and just because I, I help them look at things differently. Now, a lot of people, when you talk about midlife, they, they think you're talking about uh, menopause. I know about that much about menopause. What I do know is that most people think their physical is their self, but, and, and this is kind of going off in a little rabbit trail, but did you know that you have five selves? You have five selves. You have your physical, you have your relational, you have your intellectual, your spiritual, and your emotional. And so I cover the other four, the other four, because this is what is happening in midlife. And this is where the 12 driving forces comes in so handy. And you know this as well as I do. The more you understand about yourself, the more your life gets better. The more your life gets better. And, and just for instance, how many times have you said or maybe heard somebody said, if that were me, I would. You ever heard that? I mean, yeah, because we're judging other people and their actions based on what we would do, but not taking into consideration that everybody's different. Everybody approaches things differently. I use the disc profile. I use the 12 driving forces. And then I use the emotional quotient. And that what they do is they, they layer on top of each other. Your disc profile is your behaviors, how you're perceived by others. And your 12 driving forces is what attracts you. What will get you hooked no matter what? Like for me, I have a very high intellectual. I mean, if I can learn something, I mean, I can hardly say no. I mean, anybody's got a course for sale. Hey, I'm in. <laughs> Until I learned that the end of my time, you know, because uh, I can learn something. So that's a strength and it's a weakness because I spend so much time learning that I don't um, always implement like I should. Because the joy for me is in the learning. So does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think that's one of my high ones. So today we're going to let the audience kind of see what each of the 12 driving forces are, like put some okay. vocabulary next to it. And then I'm super excited because then when we do the after party, when we close the live stream down, Myra's going to help me interpret my results. And that's going to be on the podcast. So make sure that you're subscribed to the Unbox Your Personality podcast, especially if you identify with my personality, it might help you out. Um, and then I'm going to ask her some extra questions about other personalities and how to communicate with those different driving forces as well. And so I'm really excited about that. But what are the 12 driving forces? Well, to start out with, there's really only six, six categories. Okay. And there is a continuum of those categories. So the first one is knowledge. How do you use knowledge? How do you just feel about knowledge? 
Is it something you have to have? So on one side, you have instinctive. On the other side, you have intellectual. Instinctive, they want it when they want it, but they don't go and search it out. So they will rely on their gut and on uh, intuition, that type of thing. And the intellectual, they are really strong on the truths. They want to seek out truth. It's not just for where they can get from A to B. They want to know truth. Okay. So the second one is utility or your tasks. How do you approach tasks? And what do you uh, use them for? So you have resourceful and selfless on both sides of this continuum. Resourceful is you want efficiency. You want practical results and a return on your investment of time. This is not talking about money. If you're going to do something, you want to get a return on it. You're not in it just because you like to be kept busy. On the other side of it, selfless is accomplishment. You're just willing to do it and you want to be accommodating. So it's not for you, basically. It's for the person that you're doing it for. Lots of times you'll get people that are way too busy that will fall into that category because they're drawn to the selfless side of tasks. Third one is your surroundings. Now, this is where people get in trouble because you have harmonious and objective. The decorators of the world are harmonious. They want everything just so. They want it to be perfectly matched and blended and feng shui or whatever that word is. All of that objective on the other side could care less as long as they have what they need where they need it. And then I, I just want to say you're not either or. You can be any place in between that. And that's what makes it so fascinating because it's graded on, you know, zero to 100. It's how you are or not graded, but assessed. The others is another one that will cause friction if you've on different sides. Is one is altruistic and one is intentional. Altruistic is basically serving others. But serving others, they're very compassionate, they're very caring. Doesn't mean the other side it isn't. But they I like to explain this one is they like to give people a fish. The intentional is it's more about opportunity and benefit that again, a benefit that they get out of it, but it's getting it's more like a return on an investment on the carry. And they like to teach people to fish. So if you're intentional, you like to teach it, you like to see their best characteristics brought out. And if you are altruistic, then you want to do it for them, basically. The fifth one is power. How do you like to express power or not? You're either going to be commanding, where you like status recognition and want to be an individual. A way to think of that is... I like you to tell me what to do and then get out of my way. Autonomy, I believe is the word. Do not stand over me. And the other side, the collaborative, they want to work with someone and it's necessary to have somebody lead them along. It's just who they are. It's not good or bad. It's just who they are. But can you see how that could really cause a conflict if you didn't understand? And the last one is how do you do things? Methodology. There is on this, this far side over here, you're structured. You have ideology that you're not moving from. You have 
you want to use proven methods. It is, we've always done it this way. This is the way I've done it. They don't look for new things. They just rely on what they already know. Not a bad thing. There, there are definitely professions that that's necessary. You know, you don't want to go off a cliff someplace if you're working, I'm guessing, some engineering and, and that type. Well, you're, you're a math person. That's a proven thing. You can't go off the cliff on that. So, uh, but receptive is you're, you're open to possibilities. You always like trying something new. You want options. You don't put you in a box because that's, and that's how good is that for you? Unbox your personality. You're a receptive kind of person. I, I don't remember what your assessment said, but I'll bet that you're a receptive type of person. I'm looking at it right now. So like you're going through these and I'm, I'm looking on my second screen going, oh, that's really interesting. So I can't wait until we dive into this later on. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. It really will. But when you layer the, uh, the results you get from this on top of the disk, and this is part of or underneath the disk, the disk is like if you're looking at a pond, you are looking at the top of the water. And sometimes you'll see a ripple here or a fish jump out there or, you know, whatever. The self-driving forces is your snorkeling. You're down there seeing what's making this all happen underneath here. Mm-hmm. What is what is the cause of this? And it can be like this and all the way and all different kinds of possibilities in a combination of the yes. different kind of, because I believe everybody's a unique individual. They're created unique. And how God ever came up with all of this different, we're very complex creatures. And as you know, it gets even deeper. There's another layer that I don't always do. It's called the acumen. It's how you see, how you see life, both externally and internally. I do that with my one-on-one clients, but I generally don't do that. The group I'm in right now, but in my future course or membership, or I have decided exactly what it's going to be, I'm going to look, kind of let the people guide me on that. What I love, and this is something that we talked about before, is that it's so parallel to the Enneagram with where the Enneagram is based off of motivations that's under the surface, those unconscious, subconscious. If you look at Freud's iceberg analogy, a lot of the subconscious and unconscious is is underneath the surface. And it's 90% or 95% is a large percentage of what drives us. And then um, what we see on the surface are those behaviors. And so for a lot of Enneagram fans who haven't really dug deep into it and they're just following social media or they just took a test or whatever, they're seeing these behaviors, but really the Enneagram explains the pattern of behaviors based on the motivations. And what you do with the disc, which I also love the disc, we have another speaker that's going to be talking about that. Uh, So stay tuned. But with the disc, looking at your behaviors with the driving forces, it's kind of like another Enneagram using different language that's going to speak to us differently. Uh, Yeah. And you may, uh, if you're in this group and you're listening to this, if the Enneagram is maybe a little too confusing, maybe you don't understand the language. There is a lot of jargon that goes along with the Enneagram and maybe you're, you don't feel comfortable with that or it just, it's just not clicking. This might be a better profiling system to really understand your behaviors and the motivations behind it because of this, there's only six, right? 
six driving forces. And then there's a continuum that that might be easier to visualize um, depending on, you know, what your personality is or in yeah. your learning style. Well, and another thing I, that I didn't mention, but you have, you have 12 driving forces is, is what is a result of your, of your assessment. The first four are, are your strong driving forces. Whatever's on the, the first four, the second four, you, you either like or you don't like. It doesn't really matter. I mean, you can go along, like, say, a collaborative. If it was in your middle four, you could get all right with it or without it. It just, it doesn't drive you, but it doesn't repel you. Your bottom four can actually repel. So if you are in the same conversation with somebody that is an intellectual and you cannot see for the life of me, why they would take so much time just to learn something. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. That's my, yeah, that this is where, well, I can't do it till I know more. That's, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, we all have a place, right? And yeah. That's not right or wrong. And I try to tell, well, what's, what's best? There is no best. What's best is for to understand who you are and not use it for an excuse it is a reason. It's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Don't hide behind it. Don't label yourself. Just understand it. And that way you can adjust as you're around. I haven't ever just not liked somebody and not really known why. I mean, it just doesn't click. I know the first time we got on, on Zoom, I mean, we just clicked. So I know there's a lot of, a lot of things. We talked for an hour and a half, if I remember right. <laughs> In the dentist parking lot. I was on the way to the dentist and we just, I sat there in the dentist parking lot and we just kept talking. There's obviously some real same type of driving forces there because we were drawn to each other. But people will say, oh, well, I'm this. I'm a D. So I'm just, I'm just going to be short. And oh, no, you don't have to be short. And then I'm talking about the disc. Imagine a D that wants to be in control. Their driving force is commanding. Okay, you've got a born leader right there. Mm-hmm. You've got a born leader. It almost accentuates the D-ness, right? Absolutely. You know, I'm even seeing this. Um, it's definitely not one-on-one to like your Enneagram type. It really is like just looking at your personality in a different perspective, your behaviors and your your motivations from a different perspective. Because I can totally see my combination of traits. I'm looking at my profile right now. Yeah. Um, I can look at my combination of traits that are so type seven. That's what I am. So type seven. But then I'm looking at, I'm like, well, I have this in common with Myra, who, if it's okay for me to announce, is a type five. (laughs) And so those are on the Enneagram. They're, They're on the same line, but can be very, very different personalities as far as being a confronting type versus a withdrawn type for the type five, a more future referencing person versus a, a past referencing person. Those can be very, very opposite. But what what Myra has just shared is that because we have similar driving forces, even though we're different Enneagram types, that's a commonality that we share that is allowing us to just instantly click. click. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And it fascinates me. I, I love finding out about people. I love helping people try to understand themselves and in understanding themselves, they can understand others better. 
Yeah. And when they understand us better, their life becomes better. I mean, I could go down a really deep rabbit hole on that one. (laughs) (laughs) We will do that in the after party. Okay. This has been so great. I hope this just gave everybody just a little taste of the breadth of knowledge that is inside of Myra Hall's brain. She has so much knowledge and so much wisdom to share. Be sure that you subscribe to the podcast. I will link Myra's information at the bottom. Myra, where can they find you? Well, right now I'm on Facebook. So my page is Myra Hall, your midlife mentor. And I have a group. If anybody is struggling with the transition, and it is a transition, it's a stage, not an age. And a very important transition from survival to significance. So they can find me at Coping and Growing Through Midlife. I would love to have any of your people that thought that that would be a good fit for them to join us. What a way to serve the people. I love it. Myra and I are going to hop over to the after party and just that's where, you know, we really get to dig into this stuff. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and always remember when you unbox yourself, you unleash your power. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.